Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for soul growth. Come journey with us through astrology's energetic cycles and get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, and today is January 14, and we're beginning with Planet Buzz, which has now, this as of this year, going on the second week of every month. And our whole topic is going to be Pluto in Aquarius. As of a week, it actually makes its official entry into Aquarius. However, I think many of us are feeling this tumultuous shift, just like the tide behind me that comes in and goes out because there's some radical adjustments that I'm having to make just that I'm accustomed to that I'm not accustomed to. That's on a personal basis, but it's good to share that I think that has a lot to do with it. It's revolutionizing many procedures and I'm welcoming it. It's just that I better catch up. Okay, with that said, I am now going to say we are ready for Planet Buzz. Focusing on perspectives of pattern-planet cycle relationships and understanding their archetypal energy consciousness, reflecting through history, current events, mythology, and philosophical questions, these are the members of Planet Buzz. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, collaborating with guests weekly since 2018. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, consultant, workshop facilitator, and lecture speaker. I'm a Dwarf Planet University graduate, charter member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club. I have an AA degree and a fine arts music degree in jazz. I'm a certified color energy life coach, a writer, artist, musician, and ardent mythologist, a student of esoteric philosophies and life. And I'm Dr. Laura Tan. I work as a spiritually oriented psychological astrologer with students and clients around the world. As a counselor, writer, and educator, I love helping people recognize their inner strengths, take advantage of auspicious moments, and navigate times of challenge with greater ease. On my own podcast, Mythic Sky Storytime, I discuss astrology, mythology, and actualizing our full potential. Learn more at mythicsky.com. And as the ancient Hermetic Code reveals... As below, so above. As above, so below. Well, hi, Laura, and it's great to see you on the new year. I hope it's going. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's good to be back. I know you have this. As often in the new year, there's always a lot going on. Well, isn't it the truth in fact? I know you've got this retreat and we do have a slide about it. And so next month is really going to be Aquarian because I realize you won't be on Planet Buzz because you'll be coming back. We have a special with Jen Ning about the lunar in time, which I hope you'll be a special guest with Andrea Getz. So it's really, I'm thinking as I try to organize these things, I feel like if, if Aquarius 
and Uranus are doing unexpected things, kind of throwing everything up into chaos to resettle. It's like, I'm just trying to go with the flow. <laughs> Is that your experience? A little bit, but it's, yeah. But yeah. I think that that's, that's Effective. what transition is. So we'll talk about some of that tonight. Yes. As a matter of fact, on the East Coast. yeah. And I'm using this time, I must say a little sneakily, and I will be transparent right now because these slides, I usually prepare progressively, but I, things adjusted. And so Laura does a talk once a month and she prepared a bunch of slides. Well, I managed just before this program, like minutes right now to put that together and upload it. So with that said, Nate, if we could have the slides. Okay, because we have a special guest joining us and I am so delighted. Israel Ahosi of England is returning. Yes, hi. Great to be here. Good evening and um, happy new year. <laughs> that is the truth. It is absolute. Now your website is sacred planets because a lot of Israel's yes. whole focus in joys and wonderfully in the cosmology, mythology, occult sciences, Kabbalah, which I too really love to investigate, shamanism and divination. But you are a consultant, a teacher of astrology, tarot, philosophical, esoteric teachings, and you wonderfully combine, which is a challenging thing, but very valuable, the traditional yeah. medieval psychological and Vedic, which is the East yeah. Indian astrologies. So yes. you can people can get a hold of you at astrology of the soul at Gmail. Yes. And are you That's still fine. studying and completing your full honors or have you completed that? Oh, I've done all that. I thought so. <laughs> Does it sound I, completed? I suppose with astrology, you're you're always studying. It it never ends. It's always uh, you know, it, it's always ongoing. So it's quite interesting when when I tell people I'm still studying. They're like, what? No, surely not. I'm like, oh, yeah. like <laughs> I know. I know. You know, my father was a physician and he told me as a child, now don't tell people he's on past and he, his patients loved him. So I'll preface it that way. But before right. every operation, he would review to make sure that he knew everything. So, yeah. Right, right, it, right, right. It is. Well, Dr. Laura Tad is my ongoing member for years now, and I'm so grateful. And again, I will say that I'm giving her credit for the massive charts that we will explore. And Laura is a spiritually oriented psychological astrologer. And of course, we have our automated recordings. But here you can get some of that information. And she is going to be facilitating, co-facilitating a goddess awakening retreat. And there will be more information about that. And she has a podcast mythic story sky story time so check this mm -hmm. if you have a chance so there credit to dr laura thank you so much and myself i do this every week and it's quite an education i'm learning so much here we are pluto mm -hmm. the depth of soul transformation i don't know if we want to explore just that concept of how it's yeah. hungry hungry <clears throat> um yeah, I mean, I think there's so much that we could talk about. I mean, this is the second or third show we've done on Pluto in the last year. So there's always more to unpack and go deeper with. Um, but I think for today, you know, really looking at this upcoming ingress is going to be a lot of what we're looking at and how personally and globally 
right? That this transformation that we're on this threshold of, right? And is, I, is, yes, yeah, it's about thank to you. And step I, over. You've inspired me to comment and then Israel. And the fact that Pluto was in Capricorn, which is an earth base. Mm -hmm. And so we had an idea of structure mm -hmm. and form and steps that were concrete that we could put on a vision board and, and connect. But subtly, this is a connective, uh, innovative, um, intuitive with Aquarius, where just like today with my slideshows, we managed to mm -hmm. find them unexpectedly. Israel, should we go to the next or did you want to? Okay. We're in thresholds and this yeah. is really interesting. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, the, the focus of this. Talk. No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I was just, yeah. No, I was just going to say about the, uh, again, Pluto moving from the, from the earth into the air where it's more, air is always associated with the rationale, with thinking, with ideas. And we know that Aquarius again, just like you said, it's, it's innovative, it's it's progressive, um, it's humanitarian orientated. Aquarius yes. has always been linked with with humanity. Um, uh, so, with Pluto moving into Aquarius, we're, we're about to see a very powerful, uh, profound transformation and change within the psyche of humanity. So, yeah. I love this, both of you. Yeah. Absolutely. It's that yeah. threshold. Yep. Yes. Well, and that, yeah, that threshold, that liminal space, right, where you transition. Yeah. I think about it sometimes um, a little bit like, and this is going down a little bit of an astrology rabbit hole, but moon void, of course. And one of the best descriptions yeah. I've heard of a void moon was um, when driving through the tunnel from New York to New Jersey. Because when you get in the tunnel, you've left New York, but you've not entered New Jersey yet, right? It's that liminal right. space, right? right? Or maybe the the channel, right, from London, from England to France, right? You've left England, you haven't entered France yet, right? But it's this in between space where you're sort of nowhere. Or I'm going to be in running a retreat in Nicaragua in a month, and I fly into Costa Rica. And to get to Nicaragua from Costa Rica, you have to walk the equivalent of about two blocks of no man's land mm. that is neither Nicaragua or Costa Rica. You exit Costa Rican customs, have to walk two blocks, and then enter Nicaraguan customs. And well, you know, that, that liminal space. Yeah, that there's many, in. many cities yeah. that are unchartered. And that, in a sense, they, no, nobody will take ownership. But it also reminds me of Mercury with the the cusp of twilight and this mm -hmm. particular picture is janice which was one of the uh, patrons yeah. of of rome because it looked forwards and backwards and yeah like retrograde. israel yeah. yeah 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 i was just uh looking at the i i currently just um of last month i sent out a newsletter and um uh to 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 people who i i send newsletters to and i i put this uh very similar image of janus uh, uh, you know, just reminding because Janus was also seen as um, it was a, a, a deity that was acknowledged at that time of the end of the year and the beginning of the next new year. So there was something that one of the faces is said to be looking at the the past and one is looking at, uh, you know, the, the, the future, so to speak. But there is, again, that liminal space, that threshold 
that yes. boundary. And, and again, when we speak about boundaries as well, Saturn has a lot to do with that. Um, when we speak about outer planets and inner planets, Saturn seems to be the planet that holds that space that, you know, uh, uh, any planet beyond the realm of Saturn, uh, we, we can't really see with the naked eye. We need a telescope to be able to see it. So he represents boundaries in, you know, in, in, in that yeah. sense also as well. So it's quite, quite interesting is the again, the gatekeeper, the, the thresholds. And interestingly, always Saturn can see beyond. You know, it's been brought yeah, to my attention. Yeah, yeah. Whereas we only see it there. And in, in and for our audience, many of us know, but that traditionally, therefore, Saturn ruled both Aquarius and That's right. Saturn, yeah. Capricorn. However, now yeah. of course, with Uranus the seventeen hundreds when yeah. Uranus was discovered by Herschel, William Herschel, yeah. officially, you know, it now is ruling Aquarius, which really goes along with the revolution, with the French Revolution in the United States. Yeah. So Hades, Pluto, and for an audience too, for those that there's the Greek and the uh, Roman names, Roman, yeah. because the Romans uh, assumed all the and and of course we ha I'm in good company. Both Laura and um, Israel are real mythologists like me. So, but we know that God, Hades or Pluto is the god of the underworld, and mm -hmm. it has to do about that metamorphosis and transmutive mm -hmm. qualities. It's for soul mm -hmm. growth, mm -hmm. and it's one of yeah. three brothers. Yeah, and Pluto represents that archetype that um, you know things that are buried deep beneath us. Um, um, it, it's quite interesting. Uh, uh, Pluto uh, was the, uh, you know, he was one of Saturn's children, uh, of Kronos's children, and we know that Kronos ate his children in order so that he wouldn't be dethroned. Uh, and Pluto was the first one he ate. Yeah. Uh, um, so Pluto was actually oh. in the stomach. He was in the belly more longer, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, than any of the other ones, which Kronos oh. uh, also ate as well. So this tells us something about Pluto and about Pluto's world and about him occupying that the, the deep subterranean. So the part of us also as well, uh, part of our consciousness, part of our, if we want to say spirit for better words, uh, you know, that, that, you know, that subconscious part of us, the part of us which is deep beneath things that we can't even begin even to imagine or, 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 you know, have, you know, because things are buried there, things are, may seem to be lost or seem to be dead. And Pluto has this way of bringing them up things, which are, we thought were hidden or didn't, maybe it didn't even exist, or we weren't fully conscious or aware of them, you know, that have been deep, that, you know, that, that have been there for years, even perhaps they've been there before even we were even born as physical people they've been there within in the family in the generation amongst the culture yeah. amongst the groups and pluto has this way of just digging it up and saying hey uh this hasn't been dealt with this needs to be dealt with this needs to be taken apart and it needs to be transformed and you know metamorphosized it's uh, yes it's uh he, he he's a very very important archetype indeed in terms of who we are yeah, well, and it makes me think that in some ways, like even thinking about the the 
enormity of what we don't know about ourselves, yes. right? In Pluto is almost, for lack of a better word, it's like he just dated longer. Almost, right. <laughs> right? So there was this building of more and more and more unconsciousness that happened when he's in the stomach of Kronos. What? And so there's more depth, there's more space almost that he occupies that we're not even aware of that then there's there's always more to unpack and unearth and that's why i've always found like pluto transits to the moon almost always land people in therapy because you're like oh yeah. i've got to go process this stuff that i thought i processed through and right. it unearths and unpacks some of the origin of things and helps you then transform and transmute that which is part of pluto's realm as well right um and yeah pluto's yeah yeah personally and globally you know, it's a really important archetype. And I think I've always felt like the astronomer's demotion of Pluto has a lot to do with our culture's inability to look at these things comfortably. We don't like to look at death. We don't like to look at the unconscious. Yeah. I, will, I will add quickly that in my study of dwarf planets, my own thought, and it's been supported with learning about Eris and the Haumea and Makimaki and Korar and and on and on this this group of dwarf planets mm. that Pluto now has a tribe. Pluto oh. is the leader of this metamorphosis, but they are in different capacities because these dwarf planets seem to incorporate many transformational mm. elements within us. When you start plotting the transits that that um, dwarf planet might make to our chart or any yeah. chart or our Pluto to that pl that dwarf planet. So in yeah. some ways, you're right, Laura. I agree with yeah. you that in our mentality, we seem to diminish it. However, in just like Pluto, it has its hidden cap on. Yeah. It's hiding its real power. It has yeah. power. It, it, it's most exciting. Yeah. And just to also uh, add to what Laura said there as well, is that the, the idea of then again demoting or diminishing again we, we see that also in the story of where obviously his brother zeus and neptune you know zeus takes the, the you know he's the sky god uh, you know neptune takes the oceans and it's like yeah you know pluto you have the what is beneath the surface and th there is that kind of demoting kind of yeah you take what's mm. beneath there because nobody else wants it kind of thing and it's uh, it's down in the dirt and it's underneath the ground and it's somewhere dark and you know so th there is this something about with pluto that again the the this is why the the idea of rejection or mm -hmm. uh, uh you know that which we reject that which we suppress or manipulated um, you could say because yes. it, it yes. i had not thought of it in those terms yeah. but yeah. that is a big part or betrayal of these exactly there's always shadow sides to everything exactly but they, that, there's that, a that's we alienate we alienate it we betray it we we deny it we remove mm. it. We we can see that it's a part of his story. There's something inherent in him that is connected to that, and that's why sometimes a lot of people may don't know how to kind of respond to the Pluto transits now and again. But again, he's trying to say it's time for that change. It's time to transform. It's time to and immediately just shows the light to it because, as I think yeah. you've both indicated, yeah. these elements that no longer are supporting our growth. 
They're out of here. It's yeah. like this glacier that's moving yeah. on. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, both of you. Now, I'm beginning with the slides that Laura prepared. Yeah. And I know, Laura, you had additional, but in my transference, <laughs> I may have lost them. But Well, I think it was the other ones where I, I have some stuff where things okay. happened in other points right. in history. Um, but so just this is all on the 20th. And I think that's true in UK, too. I think it, it may some of it end up being the 21st in terms of time zone. Right. Um, but that we get this success. The 20th is a super intense day. Right. So we get mm. at 845 a.m. here. And I'm on the East Coast. So this mm -hmm. is set for Georgia. Um, is the Sun-Pluto conjunction. This will be the last Sun-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn any of us will ever experience. Yes, exactly. Right, that even though Pluto dips back into Capricorn later this year, the sun will be nowhere near it, right? Yeah, so exactly. this is the very At last. least September and November, right? Yeah. Or yeah. October when. Um, so that we get that. And then if, so if you want to do the next slide, so yes. that's at 8.45 a.m. Yeah. Literally 20 minutes later at 9.07, <laughs> the sun ingresses into Aquarius. Right. Right. Oh, that's and like then, an hour, not even an hour later. No, no, it's, just, it's 15 minutes, it's 20 minutes later. Yeah. It's like suddenly they got regurgitated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so this, this Sun Pluto, right, is this intense transformative energy of the set of the self. And then we, we're already different immediately. Yeah. Right? It's like something is shattered, something yeah. is broken. It has forth. been changed. The sun is yes. now embodying this Aquarian archetype. Yes. Immediate. Which is so interesting because look in the first house for the East Coast anyway. And again, uh -huh. folks, as we know, wherever you live, it's going to be quite different. The, right, yeah. From the East Coast, London is five hours earlier. So right. meaning that would be about two and a half signs. So it might be, come to think of it, now I'm trying to think if it goes forwards or backwards. I don't know if it would be in the Oh, no, your UK, we're ahead. Yeah, UK. you're ahead. We're, so we're therefore, out. it would probably be down in the third house. Right. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would. It will. It would still be the same house. You're just changing the ascendant. Right. Yes. Exactly. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then look at that. Saturn is in the first house. I think that's yeah. interesting. Looking at the fact that Saturn is not really the yeah. ultimate ruler of. Yeah, right. yeah. So it's, I mean, the whole thing is pivoting, right? Yeah. So, because it'll be more like. Because the ascendant will change or depending Gemini on the location, rising. right? Yeah. yeah. In in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, but so, so the house placement's going to vary depending on where people are. Yeah. But it's this quick succession, right? Conjunction, sun ingresses, and then about 10 hours later, the next slide, Sue. Which is it's Pluto's ingress. Then Pluto Pluto ingresses that right. Oh, I see. So they right. match so together in Capricorn. The sun leaves and then Pluto comes in. Yeah. About hey. well, about 12, 10 hours later. Yeah. Oh, um half it's almost like the, it's almost like the sun goes in and says, I'm 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 gonna open up the door, I'm gonna prepare the way or something. I'm oh, a, yeah. I'm gonna shine the light. Show the light come, come in, come in, come in now. But you know, Pluto, That's you know, very... come, come and do your thing. Yeah. symbolic isn't yeah. it since we were yeah. talking about this depth and knowing that the whole idea of pluto is it shines that light down below because it finds exactly the down below there are treasures as we know there's gems exactly yeah yeah but yeah 
Yeah. We may have and to dust and there's this tracking too. So I, we could jump back to a couple slides. The first one, Sue. Yeah. The sun okay. Pluto. Just so, right. So we get an exact trine to the moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Right, the here. moon will be twenty nine, almost to the degree. Right, there's yeah. six minutes in Earth. Both of them in Earth. Yeah. In Earth, yes. And so, and that sort of holds, right? Even though the moon is moving really quickly, we still have that through the ingresses. Right, the moon jumps into right. Gemini. We're still having that when the sun goes in. Yeah, and then by the time Pluto goes in, the moon's at five. But oh yeah, we in Gemini, a pretty yeah. big orb. So part of this transition. Uh -huh. It's hard to imagine it's not going to be unearthing emotional stuff because right, yeah. the moon is such a key figure in this. It is the right. past. It's reflecting that light from the past. It's yeah. our how we build our habits. Yeah. It's our story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, this is heartening. You know, when you think about it for the United States, there, and I, okay, I won't go there too much. Mm -hmm. But at any rate, but here we have you, Israel. Yeah. representing England and we're in the United States yeah. like bridging the gaps of common mental minds yeah globally globally yeah, yeah definitely I, and I feel this this particular transit or ingress is very important I mean um I, I know sometimes it's it can be seeming to be unfair to look at a country as the um the leader of the world but let's face it I mean um, the the whole world on some level does tend to look at America um, as as the the leader of the you know free world as they say or the Western world. So we we can't deny that that they they definitely have a huge presence. And I think this particular ingress is quite important because it's on the twentieth of January, and on the twentieth of January every four years is when you guys inaugurate your new presidents. Uh, so that is the degree where the sun is approximately when they now I know that now another thing which is quite interesting this year is that we've got 58 countries something which has barely happened in the history or definitely in our history where 58 countries are going to the polls um uh, so we're going to be seeing huge government shifts and it's all the big players as well That's so true. america's going to the polls canada uh, uh, uh canada uh uk um uh, you know uh russia you know they all it's all of the big guys it's all of the big guns they're all going to the polls um but again the eyes are always on america american politics is always the world is always watching Who's going to be the next president? So I feel this Sun-Pluto conjunction ingressing pretty much the same time, going into Aquarius, well, which and is literally then, on the day when yeah. you guys inaugurate your next president, which will be next year, of course. Of course, and, your, your elections are in November, but it's telling us something. Yes. But that November date is super part of, is part of this story. Right. Because the last, the next time it ingresses after the retrograde this year is a week after the election. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I guess hang on to your seats. Let's yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right there. I've got the dates later. It's like it lines up with the election. It lines so up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely part of this. Yeah. Now, Laura. Yeah. Should we go? It's sure, usually we can, we I've got a, a bunch break. of slides. So yeah. Okay. Or we can take a break. Yeah. I think it's good we, to take a break and then we can look at some of the hey, other stuff. Okay. Yeah.
Thank you, folks. Stay with us. We'll just be <laughs> right back with Israel Ahosi and Dr. Laura Tack. Planet Buzz Pluto is trudging up. It's happening. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, the furthest visible planet by the eye. By leaving a cycle based on meaningfulness and truth, Capricorn's energy establishes social boundaries in a structure incorporating rules, authority, and ethics. As a cardinal earth sign depicted by a sea goat climbing from the sea up to the top of a mountain, Capricorn overcomes fears through goals and ambitions to achieve mastery. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Dr. Nels Rasmussen at HealingMinistryForAnimals.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me, and talk with your animals or human loved ones on this side or the other and personal awareness coaching with Natasha Venter. Hope you can join us and plan to call in with your questions for either one of us or for a personal reading with Natasha. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for the soul growth with hour-long programs every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific on KKNW. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel and Facebook page. While you're there, make sure you click the like and subscribe buttons so you get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. And to find out about upcoming programs, sign up for the newsletter at TalkCosmos.com. So grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, we are back again. And this is an with Thresholds. And always at this particular point, I come up with Whoops, wrong one. Let's see. How am I going to get back there? There is um, Laura. I know yes. you have this happening. The Goddess yeah. Awakening Retreat. You want to? Yeah. So it's a little less under a month away. Um, and I run this with a dear friend of mine I've known since we were kids, practically. We were like 20 when we were roommates. Um, and it is on the Pacific coast of Nicaragua. Um, and it'll be a combination. There'll be yoga and I'll be doing some astrology and meditation and working with personal myth. And particularly with this retreat, I'm going to do some work with Hakate, which is in line with this particular art topic tonight. Um, about, Cause she is a goddess of thresholds. Um, and so it's yeah, the 10th through the 17th of February, right on the beach in Nicaragua, you can see Costa Rica from the beach. We stay right by a turtle sanctuary. So you get to see baby turtles run into the sea. Um, right. And it's and yeah, a really magical, beautiful place. By Laura at mythicsky.com or just go to Mythic Sky. I know you have it on there. And then yeah. people can click this here. Yeah, and, I can get there. Yeah, I'm trying to get back to Israel. No, well, so this is a good, oh, yeah. But, 
Yeah, no, I'm trying to get back. Israel, I know yeah. you have sacredplanets.co.uk for those yeah. folks. In fact, I wish I made this a little bigger. Do you have a class coming up or something important? I know. Oh, I've got tons of classes coming up. I'm <laughs> so overwhelmed. Uh, um, even starting, they're going to be starting from, uh, well, next, this weekend coming. Uh, so on Friday, uh, on Saturday and Sunday, the 20th and the 21st, I have a tarot, um, uh, a tarot, you know, workshop. Um, it's going to be on both days. They're, they're taking place at 1.30 p.m. UK time. And, um, yeah, it's for beginners and intermediates also as well. So both are um, welcome. And um, starting also from next week, uh, the following Tuesday, Wednesday, on the 18th, um, I will be starting again uh, um, astrology classes for beginners, intermediate, and advanced. So um, they're all there. Um, yeah, details are, are all there on the website. Uh, still needs a bit of uh, brushing up, but but yeah, er everything's there. And Beautiful. If you, if you, Beautiful. People want to sign up and make payments, and um, yeah, good, good good to go for the new term. So yeah. Okay, and then also, to, so wonderful. So, folks, Israel Hosi is sacredplanets.co.uk, and Laura Tad is mythicsky.com. And Laura also has a podcast that she does, so it's most exciting. Let's see where we were at then. So, and thank you. Yeah, and so if you go to this line, if you want to go after, so go, yeah, go there's because this backwards is back forwards. forward. We were, oh, I had oh. the, yeah, a couple more. There, so these are just some of the historic, I've got a moon in Virgo in the ninth. So I'm a nerd. <laughs> love <it. laughs> we love it. We love it. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I always find, even though obviously it's very different, none of the other planets are in the exact same space and the world's very different than it was mm -hmm. 250 years ago. Um, but just to look at historically some of the things that have happened throughout history with Pluto and Aquarius, right? So the most recent stint was 1777 through 1798, which is when the U.S. Constitution was ratified. It was right. the French Revolution, founding of the U.S. Stock Exchange. Um, right. I thought it was interesting, given what Uranus is about, is also the invention of gaslighting happened right. during yeah. this period, <laughs> um, which Uranus, one of the things that Aquarius governs that we give to Uranus, right, is that invention energy is also often archetypally linked with Prometheus, who stole fire from the gods, right? So gaslighting is that in many ways. Um, yeah. So that seemed like an interesting parallel. Um, the previous one in the 1500s in the UK was King Henry VIII marries Anne Boleyn, all of his other wives, and the rest of his life. Like he, the re all happened under Pluto and Aquarius. The mm -hmm. founding of the Church of England happens under Pluto and Aquarius. Uh -huh. um, so that was. So I think oh, you're muted. Well, we can't. We can't hear you. You're muted. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I said, oh, it's separating from the Catholic Church, creating an entire new paradigm. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. Christianity had been one focus. Now right, there's right. Protestant and Catholicism. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get Copernicus writing what ends up being, you know, the writing that leads us to the Western world to say, oh, we live in a sun-centered universe. Talk about yeah. revolutionizing. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's seismic. It's hard for yeah, us to really The sun perceive. going around us, we go around, go around the sun. Sun. Exactly. Really the, the tectonic shift that that was. Yeah. yeah I, 
I might say it, it clarifies the shift again from just the pyramid idea of being on top to this collective unity network because having right. a solar system where all the planets are rotating around the sun is like we're part of a team rather than we are the center with everything navigating yeah. like a CEO. Yeah. 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 And so again, and this Marco Polo in his, right, which is what brings the Europe's consciousness of Asia, at least mm -hmm. documentation, right? So this new, Smart. this revolutionary perspective and that led to the printing press, which, you know, like That's the, right. Yeah. Um, which had, which is the only reason that Henry VIII had literature to read that led to the Protestant Revolution, right? So, because right. he was reading right. Luther's work. And if there wasn't the printing press, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then we get revolution, right? We get Scots fighting for independence from England. Um, mm. And, right, William Wallace or, or Braveheart, for those who only know Scottish history through movies, right? So, <laughs> Um, right. So again, this revolutionary energy and that being part of what we are headed into, it doesn't have to be war. It's revolutionizing sort of what you were bringing up, Israel, with all of these governments coinciding, having having elections could right. revolutionize the planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so these are just the most for this particular cycle, right? That's what I was saying, right? It's back into Aquarius, November 19th. Laura, I, I think tagging on to what you were saying and, 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 and emphasizing the both with Israel too, is that it's mental. You know, this, this combative shift, I mean, if it is combative, it's ideally more in a mental orientation. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can, of course it can involve many physical terms, but the focus is I mean, thinking yeah. of the, yeah, mental. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So these, this was just right. So it goes into Aquarius on the 20th, back into Capricorn on the September 2nd, um, um, and back into Aquarius November 19th, right? So again, like yeah, literally two like months. 10 days after our election. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. It'll be two whole months that it'll be at the very tail end of no. Capricorn. Just yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what what date is the 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 uh, um the you I know it's in, in November is it is it the it's first the first uh, Tuesday of November always oh, it's, so always it's not a specific okay. date it's the first Tuesday a Tuesday that's right yeah I do know that yeah I thought it was the Thursday it's about the tenth and I have a calendar right here it happens to is be it? the twelfth it'll be the twelfth or second or second I'm sorry November. second Tuesday yeah second yeah. Oh, so, so, oh, second November Tuesday 12th. yeah. November. Okay, so the, okay, so second Tuesday of every November. Okay, right. Cool. So immediately yeah. the next day. Yeah, so a week later. Right, yeah, so the 12th. So Yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> I actually, no, I, I was looking at October, so it'll be November. And yeah, anyway, so it's, it's a week later that is. It's, it moves back into, yeah. So we're That's voting true. during that when it's, you know, exactly. change. <laughs> And meaning that really the whole world, as you were bringing up Israel too, and we've yes. got so many leadership changes, which again yeah. is indicative of yeah. this, this shift of Aquarian that is looking yeah. at the collective as a teamwork of individuals right. for a like-minded yeah. cause and or purpose. And that can be the struggle. 
and to elevate from yeah. this more structured administrative idea of Capricorn yeah. where you have authority where one person is ruling, which could be more mm -hmm. like a kingship, which yeah. all of us are progressively le leaving. All right. So then the next set of charts I've got, um, well, so this is the, we just, so once, Shortly, right? Pluto gets into Aquarius. Five days later, we get oh, the new moon yes. in Aquarius. Yes. Right. 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 Next so we get this oh. in the oh. first 30 days that Pluto is in Aquarius. We have this domino effect of Aquarius going on. Yeah. Right? Sort of. So Pluto and the sun ingress. We then get the full moon. So we don't need to go into all of this. Maybe just yeah. quickly go through the charts yeah. and then we can talk about it. So maybe it, it we'll pause here. Thank you very much. Because I was so glad you noticed it, the transits, because as you had indicated last year in March, when Pluto first ingressed, it didn't, Pluto didn't connect with any of the personal planets. But this time, all the personal planets are shifting from Capricorn to zero degrees. And as we know, one of the reasons we have a threshold, as we're calling it, is that Pluto so slow is really staying at this cusp you know, there's 30 degrees in a sign. It's very close to zero. It goes back to 29. It really is in this liminal space. So it is connecting this month with all the personal planets. Well, we it'll be February, but it's with all of them. Okay, in uh, February. Right, right, yeah, we're, February. we're looking ahead. Once again, with Aquarius looking ahead. Yeah. Well, and it takes us pretty much to the next planet buzz. So that's part of that too. Um, yeah, meaning so, so this, if you want to click through, okay. okay, oops, oh, yeah, and I wasn't sure where we okay. So then the fifth, we get Mercury ingressing, right? Right, and if you want to just quick, we can go back, so if you want to okay. just click through, okay. yeah. so then the ninth, we get Mars, oh, uh, we get the sun, oh, we get the new moon in Aquarius. Yeah. Well, right, we get right. the moon conjunct first, is what you were saying. Yeah. So, in other words, no, no. Starts... Well, so full moon, Merc we get a full moon in Leo. Right oh, on the twenty fifth. Yeah, so that's on the twenty fifth. On believe, the twenty fifth, right? and yeah. then a few days later, Mercury is conjunct Pluto, and then a few days after that, we get the new moon in Aquarius. Aquarius, right? This, and then a few days after that, um, we get Mars into Aquarius. Mars moving in. And a few days Mars. after that, Venus moves in. Venus moves in. Right. So on the sixteenth, oh. we've got Venus, Pluto, Mars, Mercury, and the Sun all in Aquarius. Right. All in Aquarius, which kind of reminds me of um, there was a period I, I can't remember, but I know it was definitely in the sixties where we had that conjunction of about six or seven planets all in Aquarius, where a lot of people were uh, using pointing towards that. That was the the sign of uh, entering the age of Aquarius and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was in the sixties. I, I remember one of my students was actually born during that period. And she had like six or seven planets all in Aquarius. And, and this is kind of, you know, it's bringing back that, you know, that, sure. I mean, you know, I mean, I wasn't born then, that. but yeah, it's uh, yeah. So we get this huge yeah. Aquarius energy um yeah yes yeah. and it's just remarkable. and then and as they all ingress every single one will conjunct pluto right yeah exactly they all hit the pluto yes and right, I, so the, yeah go ahead sue 
Well, no, what's valuable, and I was going to ask if we could just put the slides away for a moment, Nate. Sure. Maybe while we just chat and then we'll bring, thank you, we'll bring them up. It's easier just to yeah. chat here for a second. I love this back yeah. and forth. Is that I really love this factor because we are integrating. It, it helps these little plateaus help us, you know, the consciousness of, of looking at our mental ideas and then of our activity with, with Mars or our value system at the end or emotional with the moon. There's all these elements that naturally we use with life, but having Pluto that's shifting because this zero degrees goes right back to when the grand conjunction was for folks, you know, with back in December 21st, when or 20th, 21st in 2020, just, yes. you know, in the middle of COVID there, where it was a 200 cycle year cycle, because yeah. every 20 years, Jupiter and Saturn connect in a, a sign, and we're shifting from Earth then in Capricorn, Earth signs for 20 yeah. years to air. So yeah. it's, it's like a, a a marker it's stating the yeah. claim and helping us internalize some of these issues before we start yeah i hope it might be true pollyanna <laughs> yeah no no definitely yeah yeah no I, I was i was actually going to mention that 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 zero degrees of aquarius is a very sensitive degree because that's where the last jupiter saturn conjunction took place so yeah it, it's it's it, it, it's a very very sensitive you know, uh, uh, degree and, and we're seeing a lot of action, you know, after Sun and Pluto move in. Uh, and then, you know, as Laura's pointed out, all of the other planets, one by one, the personal planets, especially, you know, yeah. the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, you know, all of those inner planets all start making, uh, you know, uh, their, their appearance there also. They, it's almost like they're all, they're all passing through uh, and yeah. making their, Connecting with that part of ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. To say, hey, let's get on board if you have. Yeah, so we exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I Go do ahead. think we had talked about this briefly in the phone. So I think that's one of the things that makes this ingress very unique to the one that happened last year. Because Pluto mm -hmm. did dip a toe into Aquarius last year. But none of this personal planet conjunctions happened. Yeah. No, right? it was more of a global thing where we did begin yeah. this idea of well, there was AI, which is still going to be, yeah. but now we're beginning to incorporate these and how does that adjust our personal lives? And, you know, interestingly, I had two readings yesterday with two people that were of near the zero degrees of Pluto in Libra and right. both of them indicated, and I'm saying this because they're both air signs. It's a whole generation, as we know, from about 1970. Right until 1983, 84. And, and they felt like this was this rebirth in their own lives. But they both said that very strongly. And I thought, of course, there's this harmonious flow between, and we're on that liminal cusp. You know, we right. feel things and it's how to adjust, but it's one of the factors. So we really are entering this new terrain from mm -hmm. many levels. Well, looking back at the 200-year conjunction of air consciousness connections, and then now 20-year cycle of Pluto going to be in Aquarius, that we're trying to figure out how it works with ourselves. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that is part of this entry with all of this just domino of personal planets, right? So transforming how we think, what we feel, what we value, how we act, all of that going through revolution yeah. and innovation. And in that liminal space, because zero degrees in itself has a bit of that liminality. Yes. very pioneering. That yeah. I think- The unknown. And what we may find is that we don't actually come up with a lot of answers this year. Right. That it may be more this, we it's unearthed, Pluto's bringing it to the surface <laughs> of, oh, we have to change how we think, we have to change how we yeah. communicate, we have to change the actions that we take, but we don't yet have anything to replace it with. And it may be not until 2025 that we have the replacement actions or words or values it's more in that amorphous gestational period yeah um we may find ourselves or in the chrysalis phase right the caterpillar hasn't yet been rebirthed um right and what happens to the right it's not cat caterpillars don't simply grow wings right they completely oh, dissolve dissolve yeah. in becoming a butterfly and so we're in that chrysalis dissolving we're moving or we're moving into that as we get Sat further. And Saturn's helping really being in, in Pisces, which has yeah. a boundary by its definition. And, and I think we can, we can respond to it in two ways, right? We can respond to it out of fear of like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't have anything to replace this thing that's disappearing or. Well, that is perhaps the first, that's what we've been trained in our conditioning I think it's a but deconditioning. Yeah, and and leaning into the Aquarius, part of one of the ways Aquarius can manifest is we get to invent. We get to be yeah. innovative. It could be anything. We get yeah. a blank yeah. canvas. What do you want it to be? It doesn't yeah. have to fit the old way. That's Capricorn. We're almost yeah. done with the old. Yes, yes. Um, and I know. And being excited about the potentiality as opposed mm. to I just wish there was a, a rubric I could follow. Yeah. Well, that's it. If I, and I know, uh, Israel, you're thinking like crazy. And, and oh, yeah, yeah. Wanted, <laughs> what I wanted to add is, is that from looking at concrete with earth, we're moving into intuitiveness because Aquarian is very intuitive. You could look at it like just Aquarius when Uranus has a, that flash of lightning and we see everything. And, and we get that brainstorm, but it is a whole nother technique, just like having this slideshow of working with a new style, I'm thinking. And yeah. I, I want to ask. I, 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 and I feel like, again, with the Aquarius, again, it's air. So again, a lot of it's about information, uh, innovation, where, where we see, you know, technology. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, the whole idea with the whole, uh, cashless system, uh, um, AI, for example. I think this is where we're really going to be seeing uh, technology and innovative sciences uh, really be revolutionized and, you know, moving into a whole different new world. Yeah, we'll um, have so, to yeah. wait and see. Uh, Laura, did we have more slides? Should we go back to the slides? So the only thing minute? that I had done is because this didn't happen the last time 
I, in t- last year in 2023 when Pluto ingressed, I had to go back to the 1700s to find personal planets conjunct Pluto and Aquarius. Um, so those slides did have some historical events. Can we have them back again, yeah. please? Um, so if you want to go, we could go in reverse order. That's fine. So um, this is the You're Mars out. or out of order. Um, so one more, one more would be the Mercury. Okay. okay. So when the last time Mercury was conjunct Pluto in, no, that's not, that's still the Mars. Oh, this is Mars. Um, you went the wrong way, I think. Here we go. There we Which go. way? Okay. Yep. So this is February 5th. This is the Mercury ingress. And the last time Mercury and Pluto were conjunct in Aquarius was 1797. Um, And it turned out to be almost within a week, which is interesting that we get this theme with the election this year because Mm -hmm. it was the 16th of March. And that and on the 4th of March that year was the end of George Washington's presidency and John Adams was sworn in as president. Oh. Amazing. Well, we'll go, that right, is- Right, and almost exact other, um, oh, that's just the new moon, so I didn't look up in right. Chris because we get that every month. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Mars ingress, the last time that happened is again, 1700, 1796. Um, Albany replaces New York as the capital of the state. Um, within about a month later. Mm-hmm. And um, that same year in Britain began the first prisoner of war camp on record. Wow. And that's with the Mars ingressing, Mars-Pluto conjunction in Aquarius. Wow. Um, and so that seemed really interesting to me of just the Mars archetype and the Pluto archetype. And that idea yes. of... The weird, Before Pluto like, was discovered, right? Mars was. But the, the weird, almost Earth. like humanitarian way of being at war that that is, right? It's, oh, mm. you're my enemy. I'm not going to kill you. I'll just yeah. put you in prison. Yeah. Um, oh. Is a really interesting oh. manifestation. More brotherhood like. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, which is in some ways more of that community Aquarian yeah. energy. Torture. And yeah. torture came in. So I'm not sure how friendly that was. But, but, but it's still, that's very different than. Which, I mean, Aquarius can be trauma, right? Well, I was reading about the Trojan War, because I'm reading the Odyssey with Jason Hawley, and when the Trojans had, there were three ways they could have done it. They could have either just hacked it to pieces, or they could have dumped it over the side, or they could have honored it and said this was a gift. But there is our choices. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, Um, thank you. Yeah, so the Venus, we lost that slide, but... Um, yeah. An interesting tie with Goya, which then circles back to what you were talking about with Saturn. Is the one of Goya's most famous paintings is Saturn eating his children. Children, oh. right. Yeah. right? We're at full circle. Wow. Um, oh, and Goya's Witch's Sabbath was painted almost exactly on the day of of the Venus Pluto conjunction in Aquarius. Great. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't make it up if you tried. No. <laughs> no. And so we're we're working with the universe on this one. Aquarius is going to really lead us in new scripts. Thank you a thousand percent. We love you and we'll be back again. 
Thank you, Israel Horsey and Dr. Laura Tad. Thank you for joining an insightful conversation on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests awaken consciousness by connecting soul growth patterns with astrology's energetic cycles. Be sure to tune in next Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.